Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hey everyone, ready or not, the snow is coming soon to Colorado Springs. You might not believe me because it's been such a warm fall, um, but the average snowfall in our city is actually 42 inches. So today we're talking about what happens when we have a storm large enough to require our city snow plows to hit the roads and clear the way to make sure that it's safe for you to travel. And last winter, there were actually 23 snow events requiring at least a partial call out of our city snow patrol. And I think there are a lot of questions about snow removal, the routes we plow and much more. And we hope to get a few of those answered today um, because I have my guest with me, Corey Farkas, manager of our operations and maintenance division. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. And um, that is of course, in case you don't know, part of our public works department. Um, So Corey, I know we're going to get into the snow removal, but let's talk about, um, you and how you got into your line of work and what exactly you do for the city. What does your manager role entail? Yeah, so I am the Public Works Operations and Maintenance Division Manager. So uh, I run all of the main all the maintenance activities within the city. Uh, that includes uh, our ops group with snow control. Uh, we have our, our uh, pothole group, um, all of those core functions that we do within the operations group. Uh, we also have uh, a contracted programs group. That's to see PPRTA, all of those big contracted programs that we do for maintenance. Um, and then we also have our, our asset management group um, that uh, that gives us all the great information to be able to plan all of these programs. Uh, and you've been uh, here for how long in this oh role? Oh, gosh. I just, uh, just in November, November 13th, hit my nine-year mark. Wow. City. Yeah, Time flies. I, and, and it had come and gone, and I didn't even realize it was an anniversary date. It, and there you know, it was. There it was. Snuck up on you. Yeah. It has gone quickly because right. there's been so much work to do. Yes. You've been busy. Extremely. Right. Extremely. But how are you feeling nine years in? A uh, lot of progress it, made. Feeling great. Doesn't feel like nine years. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, like you said, it's we've had so much uh, so much work to do. Um, nine years. Uh, we just finished year six of 2C, uh, year six of 2C, year one of 2C2. So that's six of those nine years that we have just been uh, up to our knees in in work. Right. And that's so, good. Yeah, that's, that's good thing, thing for us, for drivers out there. Thing. And if people don't know what 2C is, that is the voter approved tax that's dedicated to road maintenance. And it's really made a huge impact um, in our city. If you've lived here longer than six years, you know that for sure. Absolutely. Um, just driving around. Um, and so we're in the middle of this. I know. I don't know how you can speak you know, to whether or not in nine years you've seen a fall quite this mild, but this is a pretty, you know, we're kind of like going, where's the snow? Yeah, yeah, you know, and we have, we, we ebb and we flow just like the tide here. It seems like, you know, whether we have an El Nino or La Nina You've uh, seen it off all. the coast of uh, California, uh, depends on what, what we see. And, right. um, you know, we've had years, even within 2C uh, that we were, uh, that we were paving in the month of, of November. Um, and that all depends on, you know, whether we have a, a wet spring. And, and so all of these weather patterns, you know, a lot of our folks, uh, you know, they, they like to consider themselves amateur meteorologists. And, uh, you know, because we do, uh, for all of our programs, including snow, uh, are constantly looking at, at weather forecasts and talking to real meteorologists about what's happening and what's going on and what we can expect. And right now, what we're seeing out there, record temperatures, um, record high temperatures, we're expecting at least for the next two weeks. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, looking at the extended two-week forecast, it's going to be something. I was in flip-flops this weekend. so It's, it's crazy. It is crazy, um, and it's bittersweet for us. We know we need the water, but at the same time, uh, you know, 
I'm, I'm looking at my crews going, well, at least they're not working, you know, weekends and holidays and, and, uh, and all of these crazy hours. So that, that I'm Yet, appreciative yeah, they, for, that's right. unfortunately, Murphy's law tells me that we're going to get some kind of crazy storm on, on Christmas Eve, which for most <laughs> no. that can enjoy a white Christmas would be great. But again, our hardworking folks will be out there, uh, keeping the streets clear for everybody and, and they'll be away from their families during the holiday. That's if true. That happens. And, and speaking of your team, um, which is awesome. Um, what are they doing? What, I mean, they're out there doing, they're not just sitting around waiting for it to snow, no, which no. I know people know that, but just to, to give people an idea of, of how you manage all the, the yeah, weather. Absolutely. You know, our, our operations group, uh, you know, they're, they're out there uh, that's sweeping again, potholes. They're still doing dig outs. They're stu- still doing all of our maintenance operations with, uh, with this good weather. Um, as long as we can as long, yeah. get this weather, right. We're going to continue to do all of those, uh, all of those things. I can tell you the sweeping crew is still trying to catch up from the fall. The fall for the sweeping crew is very difficult because it's what we call leaf season right? and all the leaves fall. They all end up, up in, in the gutters and streets and, and the sweepers are out there, uh, working all day, every day, trying to get those leaves, uh, picked up, um, before winter. A lot of times they start getting into the snow, uh, before they can get all of the leaves picked up. So right now they're trying to catch up, uh, on leaf season. Uh, but they're out there working our, uh, our contracted programs group, uh, you know, con- Concrete continues to go year round, so our concrete contractors are getting ready for next year. And then all of the planning uh, that goes into all of these streets that we're doing with all of these big programs like 2C, PPRTA, uh, the planning for all of those is a year, year and a half in advance. So, uh, so all of these folks are planning for next year's paving season and the year after that. I know. That's great. That's great. A lot of progress. So let's get to snow. Um, when there is a snowstorm or a snow event, I know you call them snow yes. events because it is a whole event kind of walk us through what happens. I know it depends on the forecast, but I want to give people a general idea of how you respond and how you determine, um, you know, what type of call out there yeah, is. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we, we like to say all of these, you know, events that come our way, uh, especially with Pikes Peak being right there, uh, you know, having the terrain that we have, the front range is an interesting place uh, to have to do snow ops. It's, uh, you know, a lot of folks come from from back east um, and they'll, you know, maybe Boston or somewhere like that. And they say, well, you know, the, the streets, they know when it's going to snow, they get on it right away. And uh, well, the difference is, uh, you know, it gets cold and snowy there and it stays that way all all winter long here, uh, we, you know, we've got a freeze thaw uh, effect that we have to deal with. Storms come, storms go. Um, and, and so we try to get, gather as much intel as we can prior to a storm. And, and, it's, and it's no different than, uh, you know, going down to your local Sonic. There's a million different flavor combinations on, you know, the drinks you can buy. Well, Mother Nature does the same thing with our storms. There's a million different combinations that could come our way. So we try to gather as much intel as we can from as many outlets as we can. All of the local news, we subscribe to different uh, weather uh, media. And we try to gather all this information to come up with a good initial plan. Once we get that good initial plan, uh, that we'll get that information on when we think the storm is supposed to hit. Uh, you know, we'll we'll build that plan and say, okay, if uh, if the storm is going to come in on a Wednesday night at midnight, we will send out uh, at nine o'clock. We'll send out our snow patrol. We'll actually have uh, employees in trucks on the road driving, waiting for snowflakes to fall. Because again 
could come in earlier, could come in later. We don't know. So that's why sometimes you'll see a snowplow out when it's not snowing that's right. yet. They'll right. Be, they'll be driving out. They're on a snow patrol and they're waiting for uh, just in case it comes in earlier. We don't want to get stuck because when we do hit that button and start making those calls for that call out, it takes a good hour to get all of those people in, mm-hmm. into trucks and out on their routes, you know, and, and we, uh, as soon as we get that call and say, Hey, Wednesday night is going to be the snow. Uh, by Wednesday, close of business, we have everything hooked up. All of the plows hooked up. We've got all of the trucks are topped off with materials. They're ready to go. We just wait for that call out to happen. That snow patrol goes out that evening. When snow starts to fly, uh, that's when the, the call is made to the supervisor, giving them uh, all of the information that they can give them uh, at the time. And and it's different for every storm. A lot of times, as, as a lot of folks that have lived here for a while know, uh, it could be snowing like crazy in the north end of town, and we will have nothing in the south end of town mm. um, or the west and the east side of town. It just depends on how it comes in. Uh, but then uh, once they get the supervisors, get that information, they will make their call out uh, accordingly, whether it's a partial or a full call out. What is a full call out? A full it's call full out is going to be 40 heavy 40. trucks um, okay. on the roadway, typically speaking. Uh, we have 50 heavy trucks, but these trucks, uh, these plows, um, number one, we have to we have to put operators in seats, mm-hmm. uh, which which can be challenging, especially in this time with a labor shortage and everything else. We we are are feeling, feeling the pinch it too. from that mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, but uh, but forty trucks is typically a full call out. We have a few trucks in reserve because these trucks run twelve hour shifts, twenty four hours a day. Um, in in extreme conditions, they tend to break. And so if uh, if we have a plow go down, we need to have some in reserve to be able to get back on those routes. And, and try to uh, service the city as best we can. And I know a lot of people, my my friends and family, and I'm sure yours as well, always want to know, why do you plow the routes that you plow? Absolutely. And I know you don't have to go into all the detail, but give sure. us kind of a basic, and I know people can go online to learn more too. Absolutely. All of this, for everybody out there, all of this is on the city website. Go to Public Works. We've got a snow page. All of the information that you would need to know is right there. If not, uh, you can call us. We're happy to talk mm-hmm. uh, and, and educate anytime we can. Um, but typically, we revisit our snow plan annually. And we take a look at uh, at all of the roadways that we that we plow, and and so initially on the onset of snow, uh, we're going to be hitting what we call our primary roadways, and our primary roadways are going to be our main arterials, Woodman, Union, those types of roadways. Not the street that you live on. Not the street <laughs> that you live on. <laughs> Dang uh, it! You know, but yes, unless you live on Academy, right, right, uh, right. You know, then then it would be the considered the street that you live on. But our primary roads are going to be our main focus, and that's for safety, right? And the one thing I need people to understand is that snow. Uh, snow and ice operations is a safety operation, right? It's an emergency operation, um, and and we're doing it. Uh, we're 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 clearing those roads so that people can get to hospitals, so that people can get to work and to school and to uh, sh- shopping, things of that nature. Um, so that's why we start with the primary roadways. Once we get our primary roadways cleared um, and and passable uh, to a, an extent that we're that we're happy with a level of service that we're happy with, we will move on to the secondaries. And that's important because most of our schools are on secondary roadways. Those are going to be the collector roadways that get people from the road they live on to the arterial roads. So we hit those second. That's our secondary secondary roadways. And so um, after that, that's when we can move into what we call our hotspot lists. And what the hotspot list is, we have people that call in, as uh, most may know, and if you don't, um, you know, again, you can go to the website and check this out, but we have a, a process in place where we will hit the residential roadways if we get six inches or more of snow 
uh, during a storm. Now, that being said, we don't get into those residentials until the primaries and secondaries are both clear, which could be two or three days into an event, depending, depending on the Depending on the storm, event. right. Uh, again, million different combinations, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to feel the same every time. It's not right. the same. But right. when we when we do that, and when we do that, and we start getting into those residential roadways, uh, we do get a lot of calls saying, hey, well, I saw a plow come through, but it really didn't do anything. Unfortunately, because people have been driving on that snow for the last two to three days yeah. during the event, packing it down, uh, makes it difficult for our plows to really clear it. Our plows don't cut. They don't have down pressure. When they don't cut, they float. And so they're just to clear the loose snow off on the top. Uh, off. So, okay. uh, you know, and, and I know we only have so much time. I could keep you here for three hours <laughs> talking about snow. So <laughs> that's what I like. I like the passion. Um, speaking of, you know, talking about snow and we talk about these snow plows. Um, I mean, I've had the pleasure to meet some of your snow plow drivers. Let's talk about them. The fact, number one, this sounds obvious, but that they're people because <laughs> I think they, they get in those they, big they trucks people. <laughs> and people start to say, they think of it as just that big truck, that big snow plow. Right. Um, and they tend to drive, maybe not recklessly, but people aren't always careful around snow plows. So what are some tips just about yeah. keeping our plows safe? I mean, we want them, like you said, we want them to stay on the road, doing the job they need to do. That's right. um, and I, and think, I, I think people are out there going, I know, I know what to do. And maybe you do, but boy, there's a lot of people who don't. So Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, maybe maybe a good understanding would would help folks um, out there. To, uh, like you said, these are these are people, uh, their their sons, their daughters, their wives, their husbands. They want to uh, go home. Their, their fathers, safe, yep. right? Their mothers. Um, and so we we need them to go home safe after every after every shift. Um, now that being said, um, I know a lot of people have have driven in snow and and know that it can be treacherous and dangerous and slick out there. Uh, imagine being in a a large tandem dump truck with a sander on the back and a plow on the front, uh, with a, a control panel in front of you. So you're not only having to abide by the laws of the roadway, but you're also trying to do a job. So you're multitasking. Uh, on top of that, now they're trying to look for drivers that may be driving too close or recklessly driving around a plow. Um, and those are the two top things, right? Absolutely. Okay. You put all of that together. This is a really dangerous job right. uh, for these operators, yet they do it on uh, in the middle of the night, on holidays, away from loved ones. Um, we've got a dedicated group of people that love their community and they come in and they do this work. Um, and, and they love doing it. And, and so, so those are the biggest dangers, people driving too yep. close and then they're cutting them off. Absolutely. Especially right. when we're, uh, when we're tandem plowing, which you'll see, uh, you'll see at times at the right time when, when active snowfall stops, typically, uh, we'll put two, three, maybe four plows on a large roadway to try to clear it quickly. And that's called tandem plowing. And they'll be, they'll be plowing in, in echelon, right? Oh, and if you get behind them, you got to wait a minute. And if you get behind them, yeah. the entire road in front of you is being blocked and people do get in a hurry. And you do see these folks that will try to creep up in the middle of that, you know, three or four plows and then cut in front of them and take off. Extremely dangerous. When those plows it's are not going easy 25 for them or to, 30 yeah. miles an hour, they can't just stop on a dime. So mm. it's not only dangerous for the operators, it's dangerous for the folks in the car and everybody around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you send one of those plows into a spin, um, it could be a disaster. Mostly for you. Yeah. Not for the plow driver. Exactly. You know, they're in the nice big... I mean, but yeah, that's just so dangerous. So yeah, that's, those are some great tips about how to allow them to do their job most effectively. Um, and 
yeah, just wanted to give them props because yeah. they're doing a great job. They're, 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 they do great work. Yeah. And so, um, what would you say if you could pinpoint, like, do you have a most memorable storm or most, um, challenging storm yeah. in your, so this one might surprise people. Um, obviously probably the most memorable in my time, you know, everybody remembers the bomb cyclone, right? Just right. Cause it's got a really cool it name. Just, you right? gotta say it. <laughs> bomb cyclone. <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, I was, I was out with the crews, you know, during that storm, we were, we were, uh, at the ECC, we were, we were doing everything we had to do and it was nasty. There's no doubt about it. The thing about a storm like that, especially when we know it's coming, a lot of people, not everybody, because we had a lot of, we had a lot of uh, folks out on the roadways that got caught, uh, but a lot of people say, hey, there's a bomb cyclone coming. I'm not leaving the house today. Right? Yeah, you know, they're good about uh, staying th home. They're good about staying home. Okay. Um, you know, our biggest issue on a storm like that is the highway traffic. Yeah. And so all the highway traffic, when they close the highway, that comes into town. Mm -hmm. That's what causes a lot of our traffic jams because a lot of our folks living here, staying home, right? Um, the more challenging storms, which might surprise a lot of people, are during the months, typically, not this year so far, but typically during December, January, and February, during our coldest months, when we might get only a half an inch or an inch of precipitation, those are the most difficult and challenging to deal with. And the reason why is because the temperatures are so cold, we've got to put our material down, and our material will start to work right? During the day, start to melt everything, break that bond between the snowpack and the ice and the roadway so that we can plow it off. And all of a sudden the sun goes down, temperature drops, the bottom drops out and we get a refreeze. What's called a refreeze, yeah. right? And this will be citywide. Um, we can, we can get a flash freeze citywide. And you don't need a lot of snow to do and that. And you don't need a lot of precipitation to do that. Well, all of a sudden, um, uh, that, you know, as, as that material starts working and starts melting everything and the temperatures drop and it refreezes, well, now we got a, now we got an ice rink out there. We've got to reapply and we've got to wait for that material to start working. So we reapply, it refreezes, we reapply, it refreezes, you know, and so it's a constant battle out there of trying to maintain the roadway with only a half an inch or an inch of precipitation. And yeah. it is maddening right? because the temperatures are so cold. And typically that's when we get the wind and everything else mother nature will throw at us. And, and that's the thing about any event. We always say it, mother nature wins. We cannot beat mother nature. When mother nature decides to start to pull back, that's when we can start gaining some ground. But if she is actively snowing and blowing and If it is pounding freezing, snow out your window. Then we are, right. then we are, uh, we're at a loss at that point right. in time. We're just trying to keep up at that point. Right, right. So you're waiting for it to stop. But like like you said, those little snowstorms are they are common sometimes. Are I mean, common. they happen one have right have after the freezing other. Freezing temperature. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, a great point. You know, when we have one after the other, if we've got an event that comes in and it's a two-day event, we won't be completely cleaned up. Uh, and, and, you know, with all of our slushing operations, you know, and widening of the roadways and everything uh, for day, until day three or four. So it takes us a two day event will take us three or four days to get the city back to where it needs to be completely. Yep. Well, after that fourth day, we have a day off and then all of a sudden another day comes in. We, we have had we've had years where we've been in snow operations, 12 hour shifts, 24 hours a day for 18 plus days in a row. Ugh. Because That's not of the fun. time yeah. in between storms that it takes us to get everything cleaned up. Right. 
That's so, when you got some tired people. That's when you have tired people. That's when it really starts to, the equipment starts to break. The people start to break. Right. Uh, it's difficult to manage. Right. That's hard. Okay. So those are memorable in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you do a great job managing it all. And I mean, yeah, so this is one of those things that I think people have an idea of how it goes. I hope that, um, our listeners and our audience learn something um, and that maybe they can send it to their relative who thinks they know how to do it better. Cause there's always those people that say, you know what they should do, but you've really got to be thinking about what you have, to, the resources you have to work with. That's right. Um, and, and mother nature. That's and right. I think it's people kind of um, think it's easier than it is. There is a lot of moving parts to snow and ice control um, that a lot of people don't realize. And nine times out of 10, I can tell you, people will call in um, irate about something. And we'll sit there and have a 15 to 20 minute conversation, just like we're having right now in, in, a, in a good educational process. And by the end of the conversation, they're like, I get it. I did not know I, it. I did not yeah. know that. I understand it. I get it. Um, and thank you. Right. Um, you know, so we, you know, we still have some folks that, you know, that do listen that, and you know, yeah. it is good to yeah. talk to the experts. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Well, thanks for your time. And I, I do want to mention which you brought up earlier, our winter weather hub, and that's coloradosprings.gov slash winter weather. That gives you some great information. You can also read about the plow routes like he talked about and snow operations, coloradosprings.gov slash snow. So if you want to see where the route to the hospital or your school falls in, um, and most importantly, we are at city of COS on Facebook and Twitter. And we really try to do a good job of keeping people updated during storm events about how many plows are out, where you can go for more information, um, and hopefully some, some helpful tips that will help you on the roads because we can all use some lessons, even if we've been doing it That's for right. years. Right. That's right. Um, so thanks Corey for joining us yeah, and my pleasure. we want to thank everyone for listening. Um, we want to thank your crews for all they do for us year round. You're and awesome. thanks for listening to behind the Springs. 